there's different parts of the tongue that says everything about the different organs of the body. So in Chinese medicine, heart is more somebody who's anxious or overthinking or in their head too much. Liver is another emotional organ, and that's more like stressed and irritability and frustrated. So when you look at the tongue, like the tip of the tongue, if it's red on the tip, it's going to tell me if somebody's more anxious and overthinking or not a good sleeper. You're listening to This Life Explains It All. With the creators of Vera, your guide for navigating a conscious life. We're Stefania Romeo and Catherine Griffiths. This Life Explains It All was created out of belief that our life experience is our greatest teacher. And as soul sisters and intuitives, we've spent the past decade completely obsessed with better understanding our minds and our bodies, all while running a mile a minute with busy careers as leaders in the tech startup world. On this podcast, we are bringing you the insights and lessons that have changed our lives with the thought leaders, healers, and dreamers behind them. We're discussing wellness practices, healing methods, and experiences that get us to think differently about life and live empowered. Whether you want to uplevel your health, your career, your relationship, or going through changes to your life path, this information can help you get there and let you know that we're right here with you. We believe life isn't meant to be lived linear, and no matter where you are right now, you're right on time. Hey guys, welcome. You're here with Stefania and Kat. You are listening to This Life Explains It All, Vera's podcast. Today, we're talking to the team behind Aura Space. It's a next level acupuncture experience that brings the healing benefits of the ancient modality together with a modern, luxurious, and really holistic approach to wellness. We loved meeting and getting to talk to the founder, Kim Ross. She shared her personal, really touching story of how acupuncture provided great relief to her as she struggled with the symptoms of the type 1 diabetes she had had since age 11 and other health-related issues throughout the years. When Kim went on to study at Harvard Business School, her busy schedule prevented her from regularly working with her acupuncturist, Gabriel Scher. Then she really felt the impact of its absence and issues began to return for her. It was then that she recognized how powerful acupuncture was for her health. It was the catalyst for Kim founding Aura Space where Gabriel Scher, who had been her acupuncturist, is now the head of acupuncture. We got to sit down and talk to both of them on everything you ever wanted to know about acupuncture, Chinese medicine, and this unique experience that Aura has created. Yeah. Stefania and I both got individual sessions as well. And it was pretty cool. It's a very unique spa-like experience while you're getting acupuncture, which I've never seen anywhere else. It's very relaxing. And the practitioners do such a good job of explaining what's going on in your body just by looking at your tongue and your pulse. What came up for you in your session, Stefania? Mine was great. Yeah. We did the pulse and the tongue, but they also kind of do an overall assessment of you. Like I felt like it was really, really thorough. So for me in my individual session, we worked on stress and anxiety. There are a few kind of points for the needles that really, really help with that. And I definitely felt it afterward. We also worked on some digestive stuff. Like I have some digestive, like upper GI things that we worked on. And also he worked on some points for painful period cramps, which can actually be a sign of a number of other things to look at as well. So not only did we get the treatment, but a lot of information on some other things to think about too. It was really cool. Oh, and they had heated beds, which I loved. Mm, Yeah, I love that. What did you guys work on? So for me, I was mainly focused around my irregular menstrual cycles. Oh, me too. Wow. Yeah, oh, but you have it. Do you have it every 28 days? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah mine are like anywhere from 38 days, sometimes in the 40s. And wow. it's always been like that for my whole life. And every time I went to a doctor, they would just put me on birth control, which I'm now learning that is really bad for you. So I have seen an acupuncture before, but I've only gone sporadically. So when I went this time, that's what we were working on. And it really actually inspired me to keep going. When I go back to Sydney, I wish there was a space like that there, but maybe they'll expand. Yeah. She also looked at some other things that were going on with me and based on my pulse and my tongue, she said my liver and my kidneys are really weak right now, which is related to, she used the words burning the candle at 
both ends, which makes sense because I had just arrived a couple days before from Sydney and we have been doing so many exciting things. But I think my body was just like, all right, can you can you <laughs> kind chill, of chill out for a second? Yeah. So we worked on that and I felt such a difference afterwards, just more so just a calmness that came over me. Like yeah. it's just calm down and reset. And it was great. I really enjoyed my experience. Yeah, I loved it. I loved the experience. And I loved, like I said, getting to meet Kim. She was so amazing. Her personal story was really inspiring. She took something that had been a struggle for her in her life and what she used to help heal it and and now is helping others and, and creating this business. She was amazing. I know. I love her story. And I'm really fascinated with how you can tell so much about somebody just from their, looking at their tongue. Yeah. What else are we doing? We're, I'm leaving. Yeah. So hours. we're recording this from LA. Yeah. Um, we did the interview a couple of days ago in New York, obviously. And yes, yeah, so we're recording this in LA. We're hanging out in Santa Monica, trying to enjoy the sunshine and how beautiful it is being here while we're getting a lot of stuff done and doing a lot of work. Yeah. And just being together. We get so much more done when we're together and it's just nice. I mean, we're best friends too. So it's it's actually nice hanging out. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's not just work. Yeah. Uh, we're treating ourselves with a dinner tonight. So that's yeah, exciting. Yeah. We're going to have a dinner, catch up with a friend, then I'm heading back to Sydney tonight. So I know. Really- I'm going through a little bit of a thing right now. I just got into a little bit of a mood because I think I'm upset that you're leaving. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't know where it came from, but it turned. Yeah. The, the mood turned. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because actually in the conversation, we speak to both Kim and Gabriel. So we get kind of both sides of the story and experience. Gabriel did a little kind of mini assessment on both of us. And yeah. he was like, you got, you have some anger. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. My tongue says many things. Even I work in San Francisco, I work with Michelle Graves, who I've written about and I've talked about her in some of our content, but she's told me a lot about my anxiety and- What has she said about your anxiety? Well, last time, actually, when I went for the microneedling, we did an assessment. She did acupuncture before the microneedling. And she looked at my tongue and she said, whoa, you have a lot of anxiety, right? I mean, it was just really a busy time. Yeah. But apparently- when your tongue and it's very, very slight, and I think only really a professional or someone trained would see, it not only has a certain sort of, I don't know, what would normally tell someone that you're anxious, but it kind of very slightly like goes to one side. And that is also an indication that you have stress and anxiety. So Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you doing to help with the anxiety? Well, I'm, we went to the acupuncture. So that really, even just that one session like was helpful and I felt good after that. I mean, I talk about this before, but what I'm really doing now is being really mindful to be in the moment Mm -hmm. because what creates stress for me is planning many steps ahead in my head. Mm -hmm. And in some ways that's been a helpful thing for me, especially in career and I don't know, just in life, like that can be helpful, but it can also be stressful. So kind of working to, I don't want to say like working to, but like I am kind of time boxing when I am or like setting aside time for planning so that I can shut off the planning mind Mm. when it's not beneficial for me to be in planning mode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really interesting because we're so opposite in that way, which is a good thing for in many cases, sometimes it can be challenging. But I think that that balances, we balance each other. I actually have, when we did the HBDI, I have a complete blind spot in the planning. Oh, wow. Yeah, (laughs) it's actually a blind (laughs) So it's just something that doesn't, I can do it and I have done it. I've been successful in my career in it, but I have to really put a lot of energy to make myself do it. It's not something that I just comes naturally. Well, it's interesting because for me, yes, sometimes the planning many steps ahead can create stress, but I actually do enjoy it. Like Mm -hmm. I enjoy creating a plan. Mm -hmm. Like I love it. Well, that's what the HBDI says. It says what you enjoy. It's really about what you, yeah, your preference. So that makes sense that you like it. Yeah, I do. And even thinking back to your question, like what are you doing for stress and anxiety? Like just doing it and like creating a plan around something mm-hmm. then kind of makes me feel great and yeah. accomplished. And it's, yeah, I, I do like it. I love like 
laying all the pieces out. I mean, even likening it to, you know, organization and cleaning and stuff. Like I love like completely emptying out a closet or a drawer and then like redoing it. Yeah. That gives me so much satisfaction. Yeah. I do like the before and after. Like I'll let things get really messy and then I like (laughs) to see what it looks like after when I clean it. All right. Well, shall we get into this conversation? Yes, let's do it. So in this episode, we're going to be talking to Kim and Gabriel about what acupuncture is and the benefits it can have on the mind and body. What's showing up in the mental, so anxiety and stress, is connected to the physical, which could be weak organs in the body, some of the things that we just talked about, and the fascinating things your tongue and pulse can tell you about your health. For example, it can tell you that your liver is inflamed, which can be related to stress. And the biggest transformations Gabriel has seen in his acupuncture practice and how Aura created their unique experience. All right, let's get into this conversation. I think you guys are really going to like this one. Great. We are here with Kim and Gabriel of Aura, and we just had treatments that were incredible, and we'll be talking about those in a little bit, and I think asking you guys some questions about those specifically. But to start out, can you, Kim, and then Gabriel, talk a little bit about your background and coming into starting Aura, and then we'd love to hear the same in terms of your background and um, getting into acupuncture from you, Gabriel. So I got into acupuncture myself for my own health reasons a little over five years ago. I'm type 1 diabetic. I have um, Hashimoto's, a thyroid condition, and had digestive issues to give you too much information, but was really frustrated with not feeling well and just really looking to get start feeling better and feeling like myself again. So after going to a lot of different doctors and things, someone finally recommended acupuncture and Gabriel in particular. And I went not knowing anything, but just truly desperate to feel better. And I had such a great experience and started to go regularly and feel all the benefits of acupuncture and started to, you know, pique my interest and learn more about it. When I moved, I was working in New York City at the time doing real estate and I moved to Boston for business school and I stopped going to acupuncture. All my symptoms came back in like second semester. I was like, okay, I need to find someone there. And it was just trying to find a good practitioner in Boston was hard, not because there weren't any, but just because no one knew of anyone. I went off of different Yelp reviews and it just got me thinking that I had such benefit from acupuncture, but I would never have tried it or stuck to trying it through this experience and thought so many more people could benefit from acupuncture if they knew more about it, if it was more of an inviting, approachable experience and less intimidating and really super educated on the benefits of acupuncture. And in the time I was in Boston, but coming to New York, um, a lot of my boyfriend was in New York, so I would go get treated with Gabriel and like be on the table asking him questions about acupuncture and sort of grew from there and did a lot of worked with the professor at school to do more research around it and talk to acupuncturists and customers to really understand both from the acupuncturist side and from a potential customer side and what the interest and life was like. I love that. Yeah. And I think that one thing you said really resonated with me where you said, you know, the experience can be intimidating, even in terms of like the setting that you find a lot of acupuncture experiences. And so we love what you guys are doing because the experience does feel so elevated and the treatment feels so, you know, thorough and we had great experiences. And so you're getting sort of the best of both worlds and didn't realize that Gabriel had been your practitioner from the beginning. Yes, he knows way more about me than he <laughs> So Gabriel, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into this work? So I started with acupuncture. Um, my mother had horrible, horrible headaches. And I grew up and she would take tons and tons of medication for her headaches and nothing seemed to help her. It just made her worse and worse. And so when I was a child, I wouldn't take anything. I wouldn't take Tylenol if I had a headache. I wouldn't take anything because I, I think I followed the opposite lead of my mother. And um, I went to school. And when I was in school, I was always trying to figure out like a new medication that would probably help my mother. And nothing seemed to help. And somebody at school asked me if she'd ever tried acupuncture for her headaches. And 
I didn't know what that was. So I started reading a little about it and I found out there were no side effects. And when I found that out, I thought it was worth a try. So I took her to an acupuncturist where I'm from in St. Louis and they were very, very thorough with her and they went over everything. And it was really, really interesting for me. So I got a treatment after. And a couple of years later, my mom had gotten rid of all her headaches and she'd gotten off all her medications And I was starting to follow an acupuncturist at school and I really was interested in it. And I kept going into that field and I moved to California to go to Chinese medical school and I went to school there. And then I moved to China for a little while to study in a hospital setting there and moved here in 2001 and started my practice in 2001. Wow. That's incredible. I think that it's so powerful, especially not having any side effects. That's huge. You both mentioned that acupuncture has helped many things from headaches to diabetes. How does that work? Um, So acupuncture in general, I always tell Kim this, that when, before we went to, before I went to China, I tried to figure out what acupuncture was having the most success with and what Western was kind of not failing at, but not having as good of success. So, you know, there's certain things that acupuncture works very, very well with. Western always thinks that acupuncture increases blood flow. It tells the body where a problem is, releases endorphins. We think of it as, more of a concept of channels and opening up channels like a river and a dam and we're breaking open the dam and getting everything flowing in the system. So like uh, stomach disorders or things like that, when there's like constipation or things that are not moving in your system, it opens up everything and gets things moving again. And you know, here at Or, we're trying to do a very thorough acupuncture, but we're trying to get the system to balance out and trying to get our patients to learn as much as they can with Chinese medicine and um, balance out the system. And how is everything connected from a Chinese medicine perspective, like from the physical and the mental? Yeah. I always tell my patients, the body attacks the weakest spot. So Mm -hmm. when you're under stress and you feel like uh, your body reacts to that, so it's always going to go somewhere. So if if you're going to have like back pain or something like that, and you're stressed out, it's always going to go to the back. Or if your stomach's not so great, it will attack the stomach. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of how it works with acupuncture. Mm -hmm. So you're trying to not only treat the emotional side of it, but you're also trying to treat the physical side. If you're seeing a patient for the first time, how do you determine what part of their body isn't functioning properly or? Oh, so that's decided. We do a thorough conversation with the patient. We try to go over everything that's going on with the system. We don't just treat. So if somebody comes in for like a skin disorder, we're not just talking about their skin. We're trying to talk about their overall body and how their body's functioning. And then we also look at their tongue and pulse, which tells you everything about the system. And between those two things, then we can decide what's best for that patient and how to treat them. But Chinese medicine, the beauty of it is that it's based on the whole system. So you're trying to balance out the whole system and get the whole system running well, not just the problem that they're coming through because everything has a root cause for it. Yeah. I've always been really interested in that tongue assessment and even the the pulse check. Can you give us an example of what a tongue may present like where you say, okay, something's off with that and this is how I'm going to treat it? Yeah. So the tongue says everything. I I always tell Kim that like when I used to date, I would just check out the girl's tongue because it told (laughs) me everything that was going on with her. It saved me a lot of time. But the tongue, uh, there's different parts of the tongue that says everything about the different organs of the body. So in Chinese medicine, heart is more somebody who's anxious or overthinking or in their head too much. Liver is another emotional organ and that's more like stressed and irritability and frustrated. So when you look at the tongue, like the tip of the tongue, if it's red on the tip, it's going to tell me if somebody's more anxious and overthinking or not a good sleeper. The outside of the tongue, which is more liver, is going to tell me if they're stressed or irritable or frustrated or have painful periods. Then the outside of the tongue, if there's like teeth marks, if that's going to show a little digestive stuff. And then the middle of the tongue is going to tell me also about their digestion. So it'll tell me how their diet is and how they're absorbing all their foods. It doesn't lie. I always tell everybody, if you line up a hundred people, 99 of them, I'll get right just by looking at their tongue. Yeah. Yeah. So, and what about the pulse? The pulse is a, is takes more years, but um, to figure out, I always laugh because when I used to have professors, they would feel people's pulses. And when I was a student, I, I never believed that they actually knew what they were talking about. And now that I've been an acupuncturist for 20 years, I know exactly, you, you start to get a great idea of what a certain pulse feels like. So a pulse can be either fast, it can be slow, it can be what we call slippery, where there's mucus in the system. It can show deficiencies in the system or excesses in the system. So it tells a great deal. I always tell everybody, the tongue tells me how they've been for the last like a month and the pulse tells me more how they're doing for the last two or three days. Interesting. 
One other piece that I'm really curious about and have heard a little bit about is aligning the body or a person to an element in Chinese medicine. Is that something that you do? And can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so that's called five element acupuncture. Every organ and every channel relate to a certain element. It's a little different, more esoteric acupuncture because you're trying to always balance out the system. But when you're dealing with the different organs and you're dealing with the different elements, you're always trying to keep everything. There's a certain time of year that each element relates to the body and a certain time of day. So it's, again, it goes all back to the concept of balancing out the body and you're trying to keep that element under control and certain elements, meaning with the heart and the liver, meaning there's certain elements that relate to each organ. And you're always trying to keep those organs under control. Certain people will relate to different organs. So there's water and fire, wind, and there's different evils. But in general, that's what it's kind of doing. Mm-hmm. One more follow-up on that. Is that something you can kind of tell just by like looking at a person's kind of disposition and composition? And would you be able to tell us your best sort of assessment of what you would think we were from our very limited interaction? I have to say, we haven't had a full consult with you. Right, right, right. No, it'd be too hard for me to do that with that because you have to have an interview. You have to kind of figure out a person. It's not one of those where you can stick out your tongue. Like if you stick out your tongue really quickly. Yeah, so (laughs) (laughs) there's just liver stuff there. So there's stress and irritability and and that kind of stuff. So it's going to show it's going to show that kind of stuff. Uh, Elements are a little harder. You got to go through more of a more diagnostic interview. I can't just stare at you and tell you exactly which element you are. But a lot of it relates. What element am I? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. You're more water, so it's like a more yin concept. That's good, isn't it? Because it's not. It's like not Yeah, so there's water and fire. So somebody who comes off is like very angry or frustrated or irritable, they're going to have a lot more fire in them. Mm. Somebody who's more on the uh, softer side or calmer is going to have more of the water side. So my tongue gave you a little, like you're like- Yeah, you're a little frustrated and angry. You're a little mean sometimes. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So what is liver? Can you talk a little bit about- Yeah, yeah, liver is more like stressed and irritable and a little frustrated. It's, uh, I mean- I don't know you very well, but yeah. it's usually more painful periods and um Oh my God, that was stress. one of the things we worked on today. Yeah, so that's good. So Michael yeah. did a good job. Yeah, he, he diagnosed it. Let me see her. Yeah, so she oh, has he's both. He's looking at cats. <laughs> so uh, mm-hmm. you have both heart and liver. So there's uh, some overthinking and anxiety and a little liver stuff and then a little digestive stuff that's showing up. That's mm-hmm. what your tongue says. That makes sense. Yeah. What is the anxiety and like worry? How do you identify that? Well, 98% of New Yorkers have some anxiety somewhere. So, you know, I I feel like the New York City idea is that everybody's very livery. They're like frustrated Mm -hmm. and angry and irritable, but Mm -hmm. most people just are overthinkers and in their head too much. Mm -hmm. And um, the anxiety is just something that we, which I find acupuncture is just fantastic at dealing with and just Mm -hmm. calming the system down and like rebalancing it. But the uh, anxiety relates to the heart. And so you're doing a lot of calm spirit points and a lot of, and that's something to that we're really trying to work on is working on emotions to treat the physical body. So we're trying to do a lot of emotional points, especially right at the beginning of the treatment so that they sit in for a while so that people can calm down and stay relaxed. And um, then you can treat on the more basic concept of Chinese medicine throughout the treatment after that. Wow. It's fascinating. How does it work in the body? Like if you identify, okay, this is heart, liver, then how would you then translate that to what you would do from an acupuncture perspective and where you would put the needles. Yeah. So the ears are amazing because that's what I'm, everybody at Aura is doing first. So they're putting in the ear points and those go straight to the brain. So they are going to calm the spirit immediately and relax the system. There's a couple of great points. There's also, they're used for a lot of addiction issues. So people who are having smoking issues, uh, drugs, alcohol, Mm -hmm. any kind of addictions, they work really well for that. So you're putting in the ear points and they're going to calm the spirit and go to the brain and relax the system. Mm -hmm. So that's the first step. Then um, a lot of the points throughout the body are going to kind of balance out the system. Mm -hmm. So it goes back to the river dam concept, but it's trying to open up different meridians. So like a good example with liver stuff. So you're doing a lot of liver points and opening up that organ. In Chinese medicine, it's all about stagnancy. If you break up the stagnancy so that everything's flowing, you're not going to have as much frustration or irritability or things like that. Mm. So it's, again, it goes back to the like equilibrium and balance concept, but you're always trying to work on those certain organs that show up. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned meridians. Can you talk a little bit about what those are and how that? So you have 12 meridians that run through the body mm-hmm. and meridians are... I always call them the rivers, but they're going throughout the body. And what you're trying to do is open them up. Mm. That's a little bit of an esoteric thought, but they're, the concept is that you're in Western medicine, they think that they're opening up things and releasing endorphins and 
increasing blood flow, but we th- we have a concept of chi or energy. And what you're trying to do is open up those meridians. It's like a hose or a river and a dam. And you're trying to open up the meridians and get everything kind of flowing throughout the meridians and balance everything out. Stagnancy is the like, uh, it's like the torture of Chinese medicine. You don't want anything to be stagnant. You want everything to be flowing. And, and when we go outside or we're drinking too much or all those kind of things that throw off the system, then stagnancy grows. How does drinking throw off the whole system on a very strong <laughs> level so like if you drink a lot and then you have a bowel movement the next day mm-hmm. it's smelly it's wrong it doesn't feel right you're run down chinese medicine's all about this seesaw and trying to get your system to be running as perfect as we can and mm-hmm. try to get it as balanced as we can and um drinking will you know it creates a lot of heat and damp heat in the system there's a, there's evils in chinese medicine which is just too much information but if there's wind cold damp hot and dryness. And alcohol creates damp and heat. So if a woman suffers from yeast infections, if a woman suffers from um, rashes in different areas or a male with like athlete's foot or jock itch or any of those things, that's all a damp heat concept. Mm-hmm. So like summers in, is in New York are all about like damp heat. That's like mm-hmm. damp heat. And winters are dry and cold. So mm-hmm. those are the two things that kind of relate. So you're always trying to work against the environmental factors and things that people put in their system and, and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. One thing I've noticed is a lot of the reason I go is for digestive issues. And to the seesaw point, being able to go regularly, I feel like I'm more balanced. So like I do drink and a night out doesn't throw my system off like it did pre-acupuncture. So like I'm able to sort of ward off those evils, if you will, a little bit in a less painful way. So Mm -hmm. it's a good balance too that helps me because I I like my tequila. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah. It's also why I asked. Yeah. (laughs) Positives to the drinking part. Yeah, it does. It does help. Like I use like my inflammation, like Mm -hmm. post like a big night out or a weekend and I'm not like dying the next day as much. Like my body doesn't Mm -hmm. hate me as much. And even Mm -hmm. with like emotions, like we're, we're all different types. So I always say it's like a volcano and you don't want it to erupt. So mm-hmm. if Kim's going out and drinking, but she's had acupuncture to kind of balance out her system, mm-hmm. her system won't react as much to the alcohol and she'll mm-hmm. be able to bounce back a little better. So that's really important. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I definitely feel that. And I feel like intuitively, it's something I've just been noticing about my own body lately is that when I am in balance and I am feeling good, if I do have alcohol or if I do you know, have something that would otherwise like really throw my body off, I can just handle it better. And it doesn't send me into a spiral. Like I even feel like that with certain like scented things that like bother me a lot when my body is off balance, but that I can handle when I'm in balance. And so that totally resonates with me, what you said about alcohol and drinking. I always think about that even with like Europeans, like here in the US, we are, a lot of us are curbing our drinking, going totally cold turkey, doing like all of these challenges and things like that. Whereas like people who I guess maybe stereotypically, like we think of as like having a more relaxed view on life, like can integrate those things in a different way. Are you guys seeing that in general, like sort of more balance and then you can kind of handle things alcohol or otherwise better? Yeah. I feel like usually it's like if I have a big night out or like a weekend, a bachelorette or yeah. something like that, it's trying to like sometimes in the past the Monday would like throw off my whole week and like mm-hmm. trying to get back into my balance. But I feel like accepting that you're not, not every day is going to be perfect and you're like going to have a fun night or something like that. But like, it's all sort of overall creating balance as opposed to like a 10 day shocked the system and then another cleanse or things, but it's more of like a balance where you, things happen and you enjoy yourself and then you get more aligned and it's like kind of figuring out what modalities help you to get back to that like balance and also finding the time to do it. So like here we, some of the things like getting acupuncture is we call it here at Aura efficient relaxation. So you're, you know, everyone's so busy and you're trying to like find time for self-care and for Mm -hmm. things. And there's so many things that you could be doing and pulling Mm -hmm. you from. So at Aura, we realize that. So we want you to kind of get that healing and balance in, Mm -hmm. but in like a in an hour. So you can still experience it without like a full day. So mm-hmm. totally. I don't know if that answered your question. <laughs> I have a question around fertility and acupuncture. 
or maybe not even just fertility, but irregular menstrual cycles, or I guess what causes that and how acupuncture can help. And I'm sure there's many factors. Yeah, yeah. but it goes back to just what we were saying before. So it's uh, painful periods deal with like blockages and the blood not flowing very well. So Chinese medicine, the most basic concept of acupuncture is that it increases blood flow. So it'll break up any of that stagnation. I mean, so much of painful periods, what I treat is like getting the patient to eat a little better, to keeping sugars out of their system, making sure that they take care of themselves on their own. But acupuncture is fantastic at kind of increasing blood flow and regulating people's cycles. You know, and fertility is the same way. It just increases blood flow to the ovaries. And there's been so many studies about how it's increased the percentage of pregnancy. And what we try to do is we try to treat somebody at the first two weeks of their cycle. That's the most important before ovulation. And then one day during ovulation, and that usually helps for fertility. So it's been very, very effective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good to know. I mean, I definitely struggle with irregular cycles and things like that. So I have done acupuncture for that sporadically, but now, I mean, especially after my session today and being reintroduced to it, because I haven't done it in a while, I'm definitely going to make a more regular usage out of it. I mean, it goes, it's so funny because there's all these uh, fasting now and things like that. Chinese medicine is all about being continuous and being consistent Mm -hmm. with your health and trying to always kind of keep it in balance and keep Mm -hmm. the system healthy. You know, a lot of people do colonics and things like that, which Mm -hmm. I'm a fan of, but in Chinese medicine, they think about it all about keeping your system always in balance and trying to work at that. And that's the most important thing, not things that last for six days or seven Mm -hmm. days or two weeks. It's, it's always working to a, you know, a healthy balance. Yeah. So that would be for a diet too. Like you would recommend just a balanced diet, eating everything, not necessarily. Yeah. Chinese medicine is all about things that are cooked. Mm -hmm. So eating too many raw things, it's, it's kind of like when you walk outside and it's freezing cold, it's kind of a shock to the system. Mm -hmm. But if you eat things that are more cooked, so like cooked vegetables, cooked protein, that's going to be easier for the stomach to digest and easier for like digestion in general and bowels and stuff. So, but if you're eating salads and all these kind of like raw fruits, which, you know, are great and they're definitely make more sense in a certain way, but eating the cooked foods is going to be healthier for the system, easier for the stomach and better for digestion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've definitely been told that too, to stay away from the cold foods. In your practice, what has been one transformative experience with one of your clients and it may be Kim, but one of the biggest ones. Yeah, yeah. Kim's been my greatest uh, success story. Um, no anxiety ever. <laughs> right, right. I don't know if I have one, you know, people get great results with acupuncture and that's, that's what's so beautiful about it. I think people, you know, I think my favorite patients are the ones that come in with no expectations and they they think it's like, maybe it's their wife who said, I got such good results. And it's like the husband who comes in and he's like, this isn't going to work. And then he's like, wow, that was just like amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's one patient that I've been doing this for 20 years. So I, I think through the years, you really learn the ability of acupuncture and mm-hmm. how great it is. And, you know, we deal with so many pharmaceuticals and so many companies that push, you know, pharma, every ad on, on TV is about a pharmaceutical that's supposed mm-hmm. to help you with this. But acupuncture's been around forever. And it's just, I always just think it's just an amazing concept. And I mean, I'm, again, I've been doing this for 20 years and I'm still amazed by the results you can get for different conditions and how helpful it is for so many different problems. Mm-hmm. Completely agree with that. What would you say are some of the biggest misconceptions about acupuncture, about this modality? I think people come in there, you know, the most typical thing is that they're really, really scared of it. Mm. The needles are so thin and they're so not I, I always, after the first one, I'm like, all right, are you okay now? And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's nothing. <laughs> so I think people just have a lot of fear of it and it, it's very foreign to them. And that's one thing that we want to try to do at Aura. And that's like the thing that I've been pushing as much as I can is we want to teach as much because people think that they know a lot about acupuncture or they don't even think they know. And so as long as we can teach and so people walk away from here knowing as much as they can about Chinese medicine, that's success. And we all grow up in this very Western world of like, hey, you have a headache, you take Tylenol or, oh, you have stomachache and you take like Pepto-Bismol or something. But I want people to get the concept of how you can kind of look at medicine in a very different way and how your body's able to heal itself and how you can take very natural ways to heal it. And you don't have to put pharmaceuticals in your system that you don't need. And you can, you know, kind of change your diet. Like somebody who has like a not that I want to talk about diarrhea on your podcast, but somebody who has diarrhea on their podcast and they're eating all these raw vegetables and they're not taking care of their gut, you know, you can take like, you know, prevention of diarrhea medication, or we can change your system and get you healthier so that you're not having this. There's a root problem for this. So we have to get to that problem. 
One of the fun facts I learned is like a, the needle to Gabriel's first point that are, people are so nervous about them, but one needle, acupuncture needle, actually um, is like fit into 30 of them, 30 to 40 is what you have in the doctor's office. So it's like a totally different needle. Yeah. And that like, everyone, I always know it's like the width of a hair, but when you think of it like that, it's like, my mind's blown. <laughs> and I can definitely attest to the fact that I have a very low tolerance for pain and the needles are not painful. If anything, there's a little prick and then that sensation goes away. So I can totally attest to that as someone with a very, very low pain threshold. What do you guys say to the person who is starting to hear more about acupuncture and is maybe curious, doesn't know it's for them, maybe doesn't fully get it? Like, what do you say to them in terms of helping them understand what is this at the most basic level and who might it be right for and when? So I'll let Gabriel answer what is this at the most basic level from his point of view, from a you know personal, just acupuncture consumer point of view. I really see it as a medical treatment that heals you like from the inside out, that is increasing blood flow and circulation that targets inflammation of all sorts. So like muscle pain is one type of inflammation, extreme bloating is another, and it really helps get to the root of the root cause, not just the symptom. So it's a, or we're really focusing on a holistic approach that's super tailored to you and your needs. I'd also say that to help with that, we've created like in our booking process, it's six focuses. So it's really not just, it's just a way for when you have your intro and for the essential, you can choose one or up to six of our different focuses that buckets a lot of the main top reasons you might come to acupuncture. Mm -hmm. We got to it because Gabriel and I sat down and I asked like, what are the most comprehensive list of why everyone's coming? And we grouped it into emotional and mental health, digestion, pain management and pain relief, immunity. So like cold and flu buster and uh, general optimize. So it's good. That's like a good for a hangover, just general wellness. If you like mental clarity, fatigue, Mm -hmm. And then sexual health, which includes women's health, but also men's health because fertility can, Mm -hmm. you know, is something impacted by both. And that's not just to say it's a track, but it's just a way for people to better understand what you might, some of the causes Mm -hmm. that acupuncture can help with and help sort of your journey through aura and the experience. Mm -hmm. But Gabriel can probably say it differently. I thought actually you did very good. Mm -hmm. That was very impressive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kim mentioned that you've trained the practitioners at Aura. Is there something that you can share that, you know, you feel like the practitioners or in, in the approach here that you guys are doing differently to where some what someone might find elsewhere? Yeah, I think they're trying to, we're trying to teach everyone to be very thorough, to go through everything, to teach the patients a lot. We're based on traditional Chinese medicine, so we're not veering off of that in any way. So mm-hmm. everything that's in the front or everything that's done in the rooms deals with Chinese medicine. There's not... It has a spa environment here, but it's it's everything's related to Chinese medicine and acupuncture. There's nothing random that's put here and everything's here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's really education. And I think that's the most important thing at Aura with the practitioners is we've all gone to, you know, I've I've met so many acupuncturists and I've had so much acupuncture and so many times I'm so disappointed in like, you know, if I'm a new acupuncture, you know, so many people have never done acupuncture before and their first experience, you know, like, if you go to a doctor, you're not going to stop going to doctors because you had a bad experience. You're going to go to another doctor. With acupuncture, it's one of those things. If you have a bad experience, a lot of times you're not going to go back because it's a it's still new to the world. Mm-hmm. So with Aura, what we're trying to work on is that they come in and they learn a lot about Chinese medicine. And every time they come back, they learn something new. Mm-hmm. And um, so they kind of take control of their health. And mm-hmm. um, they're a little more of like, instead of just giving this pill, why am I taking this? Or why am I doing this acupuncture? Mm-hmm. What is this point good for? And why am I, why do I keep putting the same point in me or why are they using these points? Mm-hmm. So I just want everyone to walk away learning more and more about Chinese medicine mm-hmm. because I obviously I've been doing it for 20 years, but I think it's just an amazing mm-hmm. form of medicine. I yeah. love that. I'd say I can talk to the experience and the attention mm-hmm. and I'll add one thing on the kind of practitioners yeah. before Gabriel leaves, yeah. which is, you know, everyone has the foundation is traditional Chinese medicine. And what we wanted to create was, you know, finding great practitioners with, and all having the foundation so people know, but also letting them incorporate some other modalities if they want to. So each person's able to include 
you know, incorporate some of their own things into the healing process. But as a guest, you know, always what to expect and what the experience will be like and to speak more on the experience. Because it was really important to me to create an inviting experience. So many people are intimidated by acupuncture. They don't, you know, know where to go or what to expect. And usually it's like a fifth floor walk up and you only hope for that it's clean. Like there's nothing else and you're, it's a little scary and intimidating. And we really wanted to demystify that and make it something that people feel comfortable in. So we focused a lot around this spa-like setting and luxury that is a great oasis from like your everyday, but still fits into your everyday. So you're able, we call it efficient relaxation. So you're able to come in, have being our tea and tonic bar, which we think of as like a buffer from the street, like the hustle and bustle of New York, but as like a calming place to center yourself before your treatment, which is a little bit more moodier and quiet in a private space, a room, you know, just for you, tailored for how you'd like it, heating bed, as you mentioned, play your own music, have a place, you know, to put your phone away, disconnect just for 30 minutes, knowing everyone's busy, but like able to have a little time for you. Your phone's still charging there. So it's kind of the best of both. Um, and then you, you know, the lighting, we thought a lot around the lighting to create a mood and help you get into like a relaxed, centered space. And then when you come out, have a tea and tonic that's really complements the treatment and something that you can take, sit and enjoy in the space or take on the go and get back to your like busy life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that's definitely something that we, I feel like really took note of in the experience. You really feel here taken care of from start to finish. And I think also I want to give a nod to those that you have at the front of house. I, I'll use that term because so welcoming, so sort of personalized in the way that you're spoken to and in getting you set up. And then that tonic or tea on the way out as like the final sort of touch. I feel like, again, just feels like you know, I was really taken care of. This was truly like a self-care experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so happy to hear yeah. that. And that was definitely, we wanted to marry like spa-like, you know, everyone loves to go to the day spa. Like if mm-hmm. you have time, it's such a great, but knowing that you can't fit in, fit that in and it's expensive. So mm-hmm. a way to capture that, but in a shorter and, you know, more cost efficient way. Mm-hmm. And you also, it's like holistic and a good complement to your treatment. So I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> but yeah, the t- tea and tonics are up bars also open just to the general public. So mm-hmm. it's a way to experience aura. If you have limited time, it's also a different price point. So you're able to get some of the healing benefits of Chinese medicine because mm-hmm. the herbs and teas, the tonics and teas are all mm-hmm. infused with Chinese herbs and blended mm-hmm. with them. So you're able to get some of the healing benefits and experience the space mm-hmm. if you're short on time or you know not ready for a full treatment. Mm-hmm. It gives you a taste of aura. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, what was it for you that took your experience from, okay, like this is something that has really helped me. It sounds like really changed, impacted your life to, I'm going to create this space. I'm going to create this business out of it. Can you talk a little bit about that thought process and how you moved through that? So... I think the year, it's um, my second year in business school, I took both a lot of entrepreneurial classes, but also, you know, just in my conversations with acupuncturists, learning, you know, there's really not a lot of job opportunities after school, which is super intense and it's really isolating. You have to start your own practice, you know, rent a space and being able to create, you know, a community for acupuncturists was really exciting. And then also talking to potential customers, doing surveys and interviews and learning that there was just a general like education gap and that so many people were looking to feel better and, you know, was really excited by the idea of creating a space that kind of brings together both the community of acupuncturists to help then educate and mm-hmm. heal all of these, you know, potential people. So it's kind of combining the two. And, you know, I've always, as someone who's, I was diagnosed with type one diabetes when I was 11. I started a nonprofit in high school for kids with diabetes to babysit, like teens with diabetes, to babysit for kids with diabetes. You know, I wanted someone who didn't want to like have their disease or 
define them and wanted to feel good. It was, you know, really exciting to me to create a space that could help others and mm-hmm. feel that same way. That. In the case of, in your specific case, if you're comfortable sharing it, I'm curious, like what specifically, because I don't think we talked about this too much at the beginning when you were first giving your story, what specifically have you seen a difference in, in terms of your symptoms as someone having type one diabetes? So I'll say like most of the things that I got into acupuncture for were digestive related. So definitely in terms of my type one diabetes, I mentioned like I still take insulin and that's, you know, using a lot of the new technology for that. But when it comes to acupuncture, it both definitely helps me holistically and energy, which is often impacted by my thyroid. But I really go a lot for my digestive, which is like for TMI, like constipation Mm. and extreme bloating and which also is definitely linked to some anxiety. So Mm -hmm. that really helps me with that. I think they're definite, you know, side effects of both my diabetes and thyroid, but kind of going my chronic issue is definitely digestive related. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember in the beginning too, you mentioned that when you stopped going, the symptoms came back. So Mm -hmm. with acupuncture, is it an ongoing treatment that you just continually have to do to manage the symptoms? How often would somebody have to go? I know it will depend on their own experience. So definitely depends, you know, case by case for me and with my like stomach, you know, definitely always helps energy. And with, I feel like I'm TMI, both just all the different conditions. I swear. (laughs) We talk about everything. (laughs) But definitely like with my thyroid control, like I have a lot of fatigue and it helps always with that. The great thing with acupuncture. So when I was really having a terrible flare up and how I got to Gabriel in the first place, it took, you know, some regular treatments. Mm -hmm. I felt better the first time, but to really like feel the ongoing benefits, Mm -hmm. I was going weekly and I definitely feel my best when I go weekly. Mm -hmm. But the benefit of it is in terms of the seesaw that he spoke about, because I kind of, I went weekly, I was really healing. I got a good foundation and a good balance. Mm-hmm. I was then able to go less regularly. Mm-hmm. So while I'd always want to go weekly because I love it and I felt good and it makes me feel my best, you know, I couldn't always do it. So whether mm-hmm. it be twice a month or once a month, I was able to like not to have a night out and still not like wake up the next day so bloated and in pain. So it kind of gave me that good foundation. So when business school, I like had stopped going all semester. And then it took like four or five months until I was like in, it was back to like emergency and desperate need, Mm -hmm. but I was able to like fight it off and like fight my lifestyle off and Mm -hmm. lack of acupuncture for, I had a good buffer, but then my body was like, okay, stop. I was traveling a lot. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sleeping. I was drinking, like going out. Business school is going to be fun. (laughs) So I um, definitely caught up to me. And then I wasn't, you know, getting acupuncture, which I think would have helped offset all of that. Mm -hmm. So it caught up after time. So, and what's funny is right now, I like the irony of creating aura, a space for people to get acupuncture. Like I personally haven't gotten acupuncture (laughs) and I've been too busy, but I'm like, and I'm definitely not sleeping enough, but I'm like able to not, my body doesn't hate me so much because I have a really good foundation. Yeah. Are there other practices that, you know, when you aren't in the midst of launching a new brand and company, but are there other practices or even now that you do in combination with acupuncture to care for yourself, to make sure that you're staying whole and balanced? So one of the things that like, I really, I mean, I love working out, but when in New York, sometimes can't eat you know, especially now busy, can't always fit it in. And I find just walking for me, like kind of gets me into a zone and it's like boring. And I feel like it's like what, like you think of like old ladies power walking. (laughs) I love power walking, (laughs) by the way. It does help with anxiety. It really helps. Like sometimes I listen to like in New York, you can walk everywhere. So like, I'll just like try to walk everywhere. And if I have more time and like able to actually go for a proper walk or even walk on a treadmill, but if not, I'll just like try to commute through walking. And sometimes I listen to music, sometimes the podcast, and sometimes like I just have too many other thoughts that like I just need some like blank space. And mm-hmm. and I find that like very calming for me. Mm-hmm. What experience in your life has been your greatest teacher? 
experience. Yeah, life experience. So I'd say, well, one, but like this is a little more recent, but like I think time in business school gave me a lot of good time to self like reflect and take classes and learn and be exposed to a lot of different things and like think about, give time to like grow, think about acupuncture and think about, you know, the future of aura. So that time in life was really, I think, life-changing in terms of the education and thought thinking I I had in those two years. But I feel like that's not like that excited. So then I'd say, well, this one, like it was definitely a big life-changing moment. But when I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, I was 11. My older sister is three years older and she um, was diagnosed when she was six. So like I was very much new about it and knew how my life was about to change. But my parents like had it as a goal to make sure that it didn't define me. So I know on this podcast, I'm talking a lot about it, but I don't let it like define any part of my life. Mm-hmm. And it's a challenge that I always am like dealing with and something I'm always, you know, know I have to deal with every day and it's not going away. But it's, you know, it is what it is. And then it's just like how to just not to let it, it didn't define me. And like, what else can I do to, like, it made me want to just help other people in the sense, not in like a, I feel like that sounds super corny, but just like, like want other people, like I realize what it feels like to feel good and like Mm -hmm. wanting that for other people Mm -hmm. and the frustration around like health and such. Mm -hmm. So. I love that. It must be so rewarding actually, you know, being able to start something aura and that helps so many people. And I absolutely love that. And I think that's a great teaching from your life. Yeah. Great place to end. So thank you so much for taking the time on your busy soft launch week. So excited for Aura. So excited. You know, thank you for bringing Aura into the world. So really excited for all that's ahead. Thank you. Thank you guys for coming. I'm so excited. Yeah. And where can people find you if they want to book an appointment at Aura or talk to you more and learn more? (laughs) So our website is auraspace.com, O-R-A. Our Instagram handle is also Aura Space, and you can find us there. Booking will be online, and we also have a phone number and email, which is all on our website as well. But info at auraspace.com gets us, and definitely reach out with more questions. And Great. And okay. those will all be linked in the show notes of the episode. So mm-hmm. yeah. Great. Thank awesome. you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review or share it with a friend and hit subscribe so you never miss a show.